And that was your top 10 folk hits for Driving in a Bad Mood from Piddleton's favourite music experts, Turtlebeard and Last Name Willie. Who'd have thought that nine of those would be from Turtlebeard's own folk group, The Birthstones of Fire? Outstanding. Coming up next, the headlines. Piddleton FM With your host, Louise Morgan Good morning, Piddleton. I'm Louise Morgan and here are your local headlines. A new survey by the National Out and About Board shows that tourism is at an all-time high in Piddleton, with people from all over the country flocking to the giant Piddleton sinkhole. Residents are delighted with the new wave of visitors and have been cashing in on the new tourism market. We caught up with Mary Bishop, who's been making novelty plugs to sell next to Piddleton's hottest attraction. Hello, Lou. I've always fancied myself a bit of an entrepreneur, so when the sinkhole opened up seven months ago, I went down to the hardware store and brought two dozen plugs. Then I added some tags to them what say, I survived the Piddleton sinkhole. Well, they've gone like hotcakes. Of course, I am selling them in the bakers. Wow, what great business initiative. And how many have you sold now? Six in total. You've only sold six in the last seven months. That's right, Lou. I'm a quarter way through my stock. Best of luck to Mary. At least we know she has one eager customer on their way. Our own producer, Rob, can't wait to come and get his hands on a novelty plug. Isn't that right, Rob? Yes, of course. Mary, I'll be seeing you later. Save me one. Uh, I don't want you to run out before I make it down. It'll be like when Trisha Goddard sold out of quiche cufflinks all over again. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. It's the largest sinkhole in England, measuring at over 50 feet wide. It opened up seven months ago under the newly refurbished swimming pool. Swimmers were shocked to find themselves suddenly swimming underground. Peggy Wilkins, chairman of the synchronised swimming team, stated... I couldn't believe it. One minute we were swimming in the newly refurbished pool, next thing you know, we're swimming in a pit of soil. I thought it was like one of those fancy Icelandic hot pools and was pleased to see the council would put some money into the new facilities. Luckily, no one was hurt, aside from several inflatable flamingos. A local man, Gary Smith, has started a petition to ban poppy seed bagels from the town bakery after choking on one last Sunday. He was left unharmed, but the event has made him realise that poppy seeds are actually repulsive. So far, he has 39 signatures. Piddleton Council have come under fire this week after a small chip pan caught light in the head office kitchen. Fire services rushed to the scene and managed to diminish the flames quickly. Most of the kitchen was saved, but irreparable damage was made to the oven, the pan, and a large file of tax records that were allegedly being deep fat fried. The latest tragedy in the Piddleton crime wave sees the D letters from the Welcome to Piddleton sign on the Haymouth interchange scribbled out and replaced by two letter S's in bright red pen. The sign now reads, Welcome to Pistleton, please drive carefully. Residents were naturally outraged. We caught their reactions in town earlier today. I thought it was quite funny. Who are they to tell me to drive carefully? Bureaucrats! Oh, it's quite clever, really. I feel like we've got our own Banksy. Piddleton's very own pensioner private eyes, the OAPPI, have been on the case since it was reported. Vice President of the elderly criminal crackdown team, Polly Pepper, told us this. After some thorough investigating, I can confirm that this is a case of graffiti. I can also confirm that the ink was from a red permanent marker pen. 
and it was probably done by a wrong'un from St Matthew's Comprehensive. But that's just a hunch, not a fact, Lou. It's Louise, actually. So, you have a criminal profile. What do OAP private investigators plan to do next? How will you catch this offender? Well, like I say, he was using red pen. So chances are he's got red ink on his hands. We're going to swing by St Matthew's and look at all the students' hands. And whichever one's got red ink splodged on them is the perp blue. Louise, so you're literally going to catch him or her red-handed? Well, he will have red ink on his hands, yeah, if that's what you mean. Sure. And those are your headlines. Consider yourself up to speed on the latest events in Piddleton. Well, I'm glad we didn't lose you to Cornwall FM, Louise. Imagine how gutted you'd be if you'd missed out on all of these groundbreaking stories. Yeah, thanks, Rob. What a relief. Updates on the Pistleton graffiti artist as we get them. And now the weather with Wendy Withers. Good morning, Piddleton. Well, snow joke that we may be expecting some wintry showers overnight tonight. Yes, that's right. The rumours are true. Snow is coming to Piddleton. Not to worry, our local gritters, get your grits out for the lads, will be out in full force, protecting our roads from that devilish twosome, snow and ice. Now, I know what you're all thinking. If I have to go out in this toe-biting wintry shambles of a snowstorm, then what on earth should I wear? I recommend wellies, walking boots or those ski boots from your last trip to the Alps with the Donahues where Kevin made a pass at you and Jacqueline got blotto and tried to steal a wild boar because she thought it was her Bernie's mountain dog. Those boots. This should be accompanied by thermal leggings, vest and undies. I know it's not glamorous, but you'll thank me. A big puffy coat should be worn at all times. This is not the time for skimpy leather jackets and rain mats. Dig into your wardrobe and pull out the beast. Yes, it's a horrible shade of orange. Yes, you do look like a cheesy puff. And no, you won't be stopping any traffic. Unless someone mistakes you for the amber light. But at least you'll be warm, my loves. All right, there's your weather warning from me, Wendy Withers. Back to you, Lou. Uh, Louise, thank you, Wendy, for that stimulating report. This just in from OAPPI. The Pistleton graffiti artist is not a student of St Matthew's as initially suspected. After an exhaustive examination of the hands of the secondary school attendees, no red ink stains were found. OAPPI's own Polly Pepper is on the line. Hello Polly, how goes the investigation? Well Lou, I'm flabbergasted. I was sure it was one of these lads, but their hands are squeaky clean. With the exception of Jake Jacobs in year 10, who self-tattooed Gretnor onto his knuckles. What does Gretnor mean? Sod all, Lou. It was meant to read no regrets, but he tattooed the wrong hands. Um, right. So you haven't found any suspects and your lead has proved inaccurate. Where does this lead the investigation? We're going to interview dermatologist Karen Whitman next. Right, to see if she might have had any clients complaining of red permanent marker on their hands. No, love. She lives right next to the sign. We're going to see if she saw anybody walk by this morning. Polly, can you tell us why this matter isn't being handled by the police force? Well, that's because of D.I. Edwards. He has a severe sensitivity to marker pens, Lou. OK, how so? It's the alcohol they use in them. If he gets the slightest whiff of whiteboard ink, he'll be high as a kite. 
It's the same stuff they use in cosmetics. So last year, when someone raided Betty's boutique, he ended up skipping away from the crime scene with his undies round his head, singing F the police. They never did find her true Matt Longwear foundation. Only in Piddleton. More on that story later. Next up, the art show with Piddleton's favourite critic, Archie Banks. The Piddleton Arts Show with Archie Banks. Cracking down on culture. The chiaroscuro would have Caravaggio spinning in his grave. The falsetto set my teeth on edge. I expect more from you, Sevens. I don't know art, but I know what I like. Alright, listeners. Today I'd like to share my review of the Piddleton Amateur Dramatic Society's performance of The Full Monty. Christ, did I see more than I bargained for. And I'm not talking about what was underneath those hats. No, I'm talking about their decision to perform the show in full Shakespearean verse. Four and a half hours I was squeezed into the Eugene O'Neill Playhouse with not so much as a pot to piddling or a roasted macadamia nut to munch on. There was no interval for fear that the entire audience might leave and never step foot into a theatre again, which I'm heavily considering after an entire evening of nonsense like this. Friends, foremen, northern men, lend me your ears. Many a day have we spent in arrears. Literally the worst rhyming couplet ever to disgrace the page. Relieve thee of thy breeches and garters. No more shall we be compelled to barter. Not even a whiff of Terzarima in the entire script. By the time they finally got to the bit where they stripped off, half the audience had sneaked out and the other half were either asleep or had actually died from boredom. It was the most mind-numbing experience of my life and I spent weeks in solitary for hospitalising Hammer Time Henry and three of his mates with a dinner tray for a misunderstanding about mashed potato. I managed to keep myself awake during the play by daydreaming of getting the director into my neck of the woods when me and the boys could beat the iambic pentameter right out of his sorry little mug so we never dared dream of directing traffic, let alone another play. Anyway, that's about all the dreadful excuse for art I can handle. I've been Archie Banks and you've been mediocre. Next up, people of Piddleton. People of Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Welcome listeners to the part of the show where we get to hear your stories and have your thoughts on the latest events in Piddleton. First up, we have a call from Shirley McAdams, who's not happy with how her road has been gritted in the wintry weather. Shirley, lovely to be speaking with you today. Hiya Lou, you're right. Very well, thanks. Shirley, I understand you're not happy with how your road is being gritted. Have they not been out at all? Oh, I wish. I can't get rid of them. They're up and down this road, morning, noon and night. So, what you're saying is that Piddleton Council have actually been gritting your road too much? Oh, it's not the council, Lou. No, it's my pathetic, selfish ex-boyfriend, Kevin. He brought a gritter last summer. He bought a gritter? Yeah, he sold his ice cream van. He sold his ice cream van to buy a gritter? Well, I say brought sort of made it. And now he's up and down my road, staring my top window, trying to catch me and my unmentionables. How do you know it's definitely him? 
Well, it's still got the sign on the back that says, Mind that child. Except the C's come off and he stuck it back on at the wrong end. So it looks like it says, Mind that Hilda. Which, to be fair, you should do because Hilda Farrell can be a right cow. Uh, right. Why is Kevin so intent on filling your road with grit? Oh, it's his twisted way of getting back at me. for leaving him for my calinetics instructor, Glenn. That's awful, Shirley. A revenge gritting. When did you break up with Kevin? Last Tuesday, after a personal training session with Glenn. Hi, Shirley. Producer Rob here. Can I ask what kind of exercise your instructor was doing with you? Because I might be interested in taking up calinetics. Stop it. Well, just the routine stuff. Pelvic thrusts and arm pulses. <laughs> and Shirley, why do you think your ex has chosen to react in such a petty way as to grit you into your own road? Well, quite frankly, Louise, I'm a lot to lose. Relationships can be a slippery slope, Shirley. They certainly can. So, Shirley, what do you plan to do about this salty abuse? Well, Glenn, my new fella, the instructor, he's on his way to get rid of him. It could get violent. I bet. With all that calinetics, Glenn must be ripped. Easy, Rob. Good luck, Shirley. Next up, Amelia Rose Hawthorne, who has just won the under-16 spelling bee at Piddleton Grammar School for Girls. Hello, Amelia Rose. Hi there, Louise. It's T-R-E-M-E-N-D-O-U-S. Tremendous to be speaking with you. Oh, very good. Lovely to be speaking with you too. Could you tell our listeners how old you are, Amelia? Yes, I'm T-W-E-L-V-E, 12, and seven and a half months to be exact. Amelia, how does it feel to be just 12 and already a spelling champion? It feels P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A-L, phenomenal. And where are you keeping your trophy? Somewhere safe, I hope. Of course. Daddy has locked it into my bulletproof trophy display cabinet, along with my other 26 trophies, 42 medals and 63 C-E-R-T-I-F-I-C-A-T-E-S certificates. Well, that was very nice of your dad to give you a special cabinet for all your trophies. He must be very proud. Yes, he's very proud and makes me, lets me, go to all the extracurricular clubs so I don't end up a waste of space like my mother, who he calls a lying, thieving, manipulative C-U-N... Time up, Amelia! Congratulations on doing such a great job in the spelling bee. Let's hope Daddy lets you play outside and doesn't teach you too many new words. Now on to my final guest. Today, Gary Smith joins us in the studio, a local activist who has this week started a petition to ban poppy seed bagels from Piddleton's favourite bakery, Bread Till You're Dead. Gary, lovely to have you in today. Pleasure's all mine, Lou. Please call me Louise. So, Gary, take us from the top. What caused you to start this ambitious petition? It was last Sunday. I had a bit of a lie-in and missed a good guest on Sunday brunch. So I took myself to the Bread Till You're Dead bakery. I ordered a cream cheese bagel, hoping it would soak up the peach snaps from the night before. And to my horror, they handed me some pebble-dashed bird food nonsense, commonly known as a poppy seed bagel. Oh, did my stomach turn. But not wanting to be a fusspot, I gave it a try. And Louise, I'm not joking, I nearly died. It was like swallowing gravel. Goodness, that sounds very traumatic, Gary. And that inspired you to start a petition to ban poppy seed bagels from bread till you're dead. Exactly right, Lou. In fact, I've expanded the petition so that all types of seeds are banned from all baked goods sold in the Piddleton area. OK, so quite extreme then. 
Gary, what about those residents that actually like seeds on bagels and breads? For example, I'm quite partial to a pumpkin seed loaf. Will I not be allowed these under your proposed law? I'm afraid not, Lou. The fact of the matter is, seeds are dangerous, vile, and they actually cause 60% of fatalities in local wildlife. Oh, really? What wildlife do the seeds affect? Well, my mate, Tricky Tony, his guinea pig escaped last month, and when he finally found him, he'd eaten himself to death. And you know what caused that? A six-pack of sesame seed buns. Case closed. Well, I literally can't argue with stats like that. Gary, I wish you the best in your campaign. Where should people go if they'd like to sign your petition? Head to stoptheseeds.org or come and find me in the park on my lunch break from 12 till 1. I'll have a clipboard and be wearing a bright red top that says Stop the Seeds. Thanks for chatting to us today, Gary. Oh, wait, what's that on your hand? Oh, oh it's nothing, just an old blood stain. It looks more like red marker pen ink to me. Thanks for having me. Remember, listeners, stop the seeds, let bread be free. Piddleton Problems with Agony Aunt Conwenna Collins. I know you're grieving, my love, but you can't just replace your mam with a Pomeranian dog. Agony Aunt? That makes me sound ancient. Well, he might have slid into your DMs, but that doesn't mean he gets to slide anywhere else. Good evening, my loves. I hope you're well. My first problem to solve comes from Lucy, who's written in by email. Mm. Lucy writes, Dear Conwena, I can't stop comparing and competing with my big sister. Every time she gets asked on a date, I re-download Tinder. If she gets a new haircut, out comes my electric razor. When she took up horse riding, I became a matador. It's becoming exhausting. I thought we'd have grown out of it by now, but here I am, 61, and still trying to best her. Please help. Yours truly, Lucy Green. Oh, Lucy, bless your heart. It's hard being sisters. I remember when my sister first got a boyfriend, before I'd had one, and I'm older, not by much, mind. Oh, it drove me mad. So, I spread a rumour around school that my sister French-kissed our British bulldog, and the boy dumped her out of sheer embarrassment. She never dated again. But, Gail, that's just one solution. Maybe you could try asking her to stop doing so many things. Or maybe ask her to move to a remote country. That way, she'll be out of your mind and you can get on with your life. Moving on to my next problem, which comes in the form of a handwritten letter from Brandon. And may I just say, for our female listeners, what gorgeous handwriting Brendan has. Palmer cursive. Brendan writes, Dear Conwena, Today marks the eighth anniversary of the death of my beloved Oscar, a labradoodle who stole my heart. Christ, here we go, red flag, ladies. Oscar was more than just a dog. He was truly my best friend. And if I'm being honest, I've not been the same since he passed away. Every time I see a ball or a stick or a trainer torn to shreds, I'm reminded of my good boy. Can you give me some advice and help ease my pain? Yours, Brandon. Oh, Brandon, you're quite the sad sack. Now, don't get me wrong, 
Losing a pet can be as painful as getting a root canal on the first day of your cycle. But Brandon, man, it's been eight years. It's time you got over it and stopped bursting into tears every time you see a football. Brandon, my advice is simple. Forget about the ruddy dog. Get out there and find yourself a nice girl. Someone you can come home to after a long day at work and cuddle up with. Just like you did with Oscar. Except she won't have ripped half your house to shreds or done a doo-doo behind the fridge. Now, if you're struggling to find a nice girl, Brandon, just give me a call at the studio and I'll sort you out, love. Right, my final problem tonight comes from Nadine O'Neill, who I've got on the line now. Hiya, Nadine. Hi, Conwena. I'm a big fan of the show. Ah, that's lush. Cheers, love. Now, Nadine, what's your problem? Well, what it is, there's this girl I work with at the Quiche Factory. Her name's Aisha, and I fancied her, well, I fancied her forever, and I can't seem to muster up the courage to ask her out. Have you got any tips for me? Oh, how romantic. Is that Aisha Panu you're after? Yes. Do you know her, Conwena? Yeah, I know Aisha. Her dad lives next door to me. Lovely man. Broad shoulders. Now, Nadine, Aisha is a beautiful girl, a real stunner. And I'll be honest, I've just Facebook stalked you, Nadine, and it's not looking good. Aisha is, well, well and truly out of your league. And if you ask her out, it will be embarrassing for you, for her, and for all acquaintances present. Oh, really? Am I that bad looking? No, love. You're gorgeous. In your own special way. But not in an Aisha way. You've saved yourself a lot of shame by coming to me first. Well done, Poppet. Right. Well, thanks, Conwena. Guess I'll just continue to admire her deeply from afar. You're welcome, darling. Keep those icky feelings locked away until they fester into a burning resentment that fuels your every success in a subconscious bid to be worthy of her love. Well, listeners, that's all we have time for. Have a lovely evening and please keep sending me your problems. It stops me from having to face mine. Bye, my loves. Out and about in Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Welcome back, listeners. Louise Morgan here, reporting live from the scene of the latest scandal, the Welcome to Pizzleton sign. I'm joined by Polly Pepper from OAPPI. Polly, could you update our listeners on the graffiti crime? Of course, Lou. Well, after we chatted to the dermatologist, who knew nothing about it, we thought we'd hit a dead end. But then our Richard, who was back at HQ listening to Piddleton FM whilst doing his crosswords, suddenly found us once he'd figured out the buttons. He told us about that bloke who ate seeds being on your show and that you'd spotted the red ink on his hands. So we rushed, at the safe speed limit of course, to your studio and we caught him there and then. He's now down at the police station getting his knuckles wrapped. And cleaned, you know, to get rid of the ink. What a turn of events. So Polly, have we managed to decipher just why he graffitied the sign from Piddleton to Pistleton? Turns out the two S's he wrote over the D's stands for Stop the Seeds, which as I understand it, is his campaign to ban seeds from all baked goods sold in Piddleton. So it was actually an act of protest graffitiing. That's right, Lou. 
And we've not seen one of those in Piddleton since that animal rights group sprayed animal murderers on the hairdressers. Why did they spray that on the salon? Oh no, love. They didn't spray the salon. They sprayed the actual hairdressers themselves. One of them had been using eyeshadow that wasn't cruelty-free. Ironic, really, because after the spray incident, she didn't have any eyelids. Uh, so can we officially say the case is cracked on the Pistleton graffiti artist? We can indeed. Although, as you can see from all the cleaning products littered about, it's proven rather difficult to remove the S's from the sign. Well, at least the offender has been caught. This is Louise Morgan, reporting for Pistleton... Sorry, Piddleton FM. Goodbye. You've been listening to Piddleton FM.